If you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. Nikola Tesla. In Think Energy, we'll delve into the world of universal energy and the people who use it to help others in a positive way. Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I will act as your guide, bringing to you interesting people and concepts that, at their core, are all about energy. Be a Reiki, Feng Shui, energy healing, mediumship, psychic phenomenon, and many other energy-based modalities. We will dive deep into the work they do and maybe even get a reading or two. I hope that you'll join us for a fascinating discussion about, well, energy. And welcome to the show, everybody. It is Friday afternoon, and it is the 7th of January. We're just getting started on a brand new year, which I really, really hope that it's a better year than last year. Although I, I do have to say, I just, I just, uh, uh, Nathan, you know, I do a lot of podcasts, and I do, and I just left a podcast where I did for about an hour and a half. I've got another one after this. Because I just love I love what I do, and it's it's so exciting to meet such incredible people. And uh, I was going to do what I call the psychic car wash earlier with a um, a channel, a medium, a life coach, and then we were going to gang up on people. And uh, they called me. One called me today and said, "My son has COVID. He's not feeling well. We have to go save him and and bring him home and and nurse him back to health." And the other one, as far as I know is still standing in line in Salt Lake City trying to get a COVID test because she doesn't feel well. So this is a continuation of, of what's going on with, with us everywhere, and I just implore people, please, 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 be safe. It's real. You can get sick from this stuff. And this is a 22-year-old strong kid who now is, uh, um, has COVID and is not doing well. So, so please, everybody, take care of yourselves. That's all I got to say about that. Nathan, how are you? I am doing good and happy new year. I almost forgot to say it because last week was the New Year's Eve show. I was like, wait, did I already say happy new year? But no, it was before the new year, but now we're after the new year. So happy new year, Kevin. A happy new year to you, sir. And I'm I'm really counting on uh, 2022 being a dynamic year for all of us. Oh, me too. And, and an improvement and, too. And absolutely and an improvement. By the way, this is a show that we operate, uh, dare I say it, commercial-free, because we want to bring this to you in its entirety, because the guest we have on today is a really, really cool lady. She's an author, and uh, we're going to get into that in just a moment. But um, um, was it snowing this morning? I haven't even looked outside yet. Was it snowing this morning, Nathan? No, just a lot of rain, and I haven't checked yet. I think it might still be closed, but I do know there was a landslide on four, uh, 160. Nine to Maple Valley Highway towards 405. So, oh dear, yeah, and I think maybe snow had a little bit to do with that, but uh, no, no snow, just some rain, and maybe a little bit of overnight snow will happen tonight, though. Oh, is lovely. what we're expecting, but that's just oh. a rain and snow mix, so nothing to accumulate. Oh, that's 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 wonderful. I'm so glad that that hopefully we are past the snow, you know, Armageddon for, for another year, so. We'll see what February has in store, but uh, this was a pretty snowmageddon-like experience we just had. 
Yes, it was, and I don't like it because I, I, I don't want to drive in it and all that kind of stuff. So in any event, we have got a wonderful guest for you today. Uh, she is an author. She's got a four-book series that she is part of. She's also got another book out that I, we're going to talk about a great deal today. And you'll be able to call in and talk to her if you choose to. Um, her name is, uh, and I'm going to try really, 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 really hard not to screw this up, uh, Dr. Marnie Hill Fodorer. <laughs> I told you, I knew, I knew, Nathan, that this would happen to me. Fodorero. Is, you got uh, it. You got it. <laughs> she's she's a wonderful lady. We've had a little bit of contact, and and uh, welcome to the show today, Doctor. Well, thank you so much, Kevin. And I before before we begin, I have got to read this because this is. Uh, uh oh, I hope I didn't. Are you guys still there? I'm here. We can hear you. Oh, thank God. Um, um, I wanted to read this. God Came to My Garage Sale is an outstanding and inspirational triumph filled with relative synchron uh, relatable synchronicities. Dr. Marnie Hill Fodorero thoughtfully guides the reader on an insightful journey towards spiritual awareness, meaningful self-actualization, illustrating the importance of staying in peace and using love to handle life's challenges. That was by... James Redfield, the best-selling author of the uh, Celestine Prophecies. And she is, uh, there's a, actually a picture of her with him. And uh, I'm just so pleased that you could be here to talk to us today because your story, and especially the book uh, um, God Came to My Garage Sale is, I love the title, by the way, and uh, it's really, it really is cool. So welcome to the show, young lady. How are you? Well, thank you so much. It's just an honor to be here. It's awesome to have you here. And uh, I want to start by, by saying you are a very spiritually aware person. You've, uh, but you weren't always that way. What Correct. happened that gave you, what, what led you down? Because we all have a life path that we go on, and uh, we learn things and we have experiences. But there was a particular experience that you had that was a life-changing experience. Could you describe that for us? You know, most definitely. Um, a lot of people that have spiritual awakenings um, oftentimes experience some sort of trauma in their life, whether it's a loss of a loved one, whether it is uh, they physically die and come back to life from a car accident or a, an operation or something. In my case, um, I experienced significant loss after choosing to leave a 27-year marriage and realizing that, you know, I was a victim of domestic violence, narcissistic abuse, and parental alienation. So actually losing an adult child um, to this kind of form of, of family trauma. And so I was in a very, very low place, but instead of, you know, being sad or mad or angry, revengeful, I just knew to handle this challenge with love and goodness. It was a choice that I needed to make to take care of myself. And when I did that, um, 
you know, when you, when you leave an abuser, you, you lose everything, you lose your house, your money, you know, your assets, your friends, your neighbors, your support system. Um, but, you know, I still had my own sense of self. And, you know, I stayed true to my core values and my integrity. And so luckily I had that going for me. And um, so I ended up having to have a garage sale, you know, just to, I, I thought our house was paid off. It wasn't, it was in foreclosure. And, you know, I had to just unload material possessions as well as hopes and dreams for the future. And, but at this garage sale, some miracles happened. I was actually shown some amazing signs and synchronicities that um, reassured me, uh, because there were so many, uh, reassured me that there is more to this earth than we just live and die. And, um, you know, I didn't particularly have any kind of faith spiritual background at all. I grew up atheist and, you know, slowly started questioning things as I got older. Um, but, you know, I was really given so much evidence that we are energetic, you know, loving beings here on earth to fulfill a journey and to come into our awareness. And, um, it, it was just so amazing, the things that happened. It, it prompted me to do a lot of research and uh, to look into near-death experiences or spiritually transformative experiences. And um, I was so glad I did because I found out that this is actually more common than people, people even know. And I'm, a, I'm definitely someone who needs to have like evidence and proof. And over the number of years of researching this, I feel I have gotten that. So my life has been forever changed. And, you know, I certainly believe now that instead of us thinking we are humans having a spiritual experience, I really believe that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. I have to ask you, because it's kind of out of the realm of my understanding. What's it like to be an atheist? Isn't it kind of sad that you don't feel like there is anything out there? Well, you know, growing up, I didn't know anything different, you know, so I was just never exposed to organized religion. I wasn't exposed to spirituality of any kind. Um, I certainly was brought up with um, uh, values of, you know, accepting and loving the humans in the world and appreciating nature and but it was never attributed to some kind of divine intervention or higher power can you explain some of the uh, miracles that happened at that garage sale oh my gosh there are so many and i i put them in this spiritual fiction um god came to my garage sale um you know i i uh received messages like one at one point I, I stepped out to the cul-de-sac in my neighborhood and I was just looking at my house basically saying goodbye to you know this previous life that I had that I knew I I needed to move away from and I was all of a sudden I saw a dragonfly come by and you know I've read a lot about dragonfly experiences and I thought oh that's pretty cool but you know didn't think too much of it 
Within a couple of minutes, there were like five dragonflies. And that was interesting, you know, but again, no big deal. But within, you know, another five or 10 minutes, there were 50 to 100 dragonflies. And the experience of these dragonflies surrounding me, um, everything was in slow motion. In fact, all of the spiritual experiences that I have um, been honored to, you know, uh, live through um, have been in slow motion. And, and I've read a lot about people that have experienced other energy realms where there's no time and time really stands still. Well, I actually experienced that numerous times, no pun intended, but, you know, um, but when, when this all happened in slow motion, I could actually see the veins of the wings of each dragonfly, which, you know, normally a dragonfly flying around you, you would not be able to zone in on a wing, but I could see the veins. I could see different sizes, like, um, and I equated it to, they were babies and toddlers and teenagers and young adults and grandparents. Um, I, I felt like I was just being surrounded by uh, generations of ancestors or loved ones, or maybe just people in the neighborhood. I don't know. I just was, the feeling I had was that of love and peace and that no matter what challenge I'm going to go through with my choice to leave this abusive marriage, I would be taken care of and life would be good. So that is just one of the experiences I had. And actually, you know, what I did, Kevin, like, about three quarters of the way through this, I actually pulled out my cell phone and recorded it so that I could have proof to share with someone, you know, this really did happen. But I was mesmerized in the beginning. I was just like blown away with what I was experiencing, but at least I had the thought to, to record it at some point. And then I have since later, you know, have had many, many other dragonfly experiences. That's, that is so interesting. What separate, because a lot of people, not everybody, but a lot of people would go, oh, it's just a dragonfly, or it's just 50 dragonflies, and they wouldn't make a connection. What was it about you that made that connection to the spirit or the to divine? Wow, that is a great question. Um, you know, it, it didn't, I didn't make the connection right away, you know, so right. I mean, like I said, I thought, wow, this is pretty cool, you know, to see this and, and, but as the time went on and I felt myself almost in a time warp, just kind of like I'm, um, standing in jello or something. I mean, it's, it's just, the words just can't describe the feeling, um, I had a knowingness that came over me and, and that's what connected me to that. This has to be a divine experience. And then throughout this garage sale, and then because it's a spiritual fiction, I incorporated other people's experiences as well as future experiences that I had had. Um, there were just too many to discount that there was something magical going on here, something divine, something spiritual. And I know in your work and in your studies, you've uh, looked into uh, uh, NDEs quite a little bit or near-death experiences. 
Yeah. And uh, that you have you to to the point where you really have a clear understanding of what it is that happens to us when we pass and when we start to go to the other side. And I've been reviewing I don't and had nothing to do with this interview, but I've been reviewing a lot of them myself. And uh, all of them want the ones that I've looked at have said that on the other side, when they're talking to us, they're na- they're taking it down to two things. They're saying there is nothing other than either love or fear, and everything radiates from those two. In your studies and in your work, have you found that that has been a major theme of uh, uh, near near death uh, experiences is that that concept of there's nothing more than just love or fear absolutely yes i totally agree because you know anyone that i have ever listened to or read about that have had near death experiences or spiritually transformative encounters for that matter come back with the knowledge that love is the highest vibration And that that is what we are here on earth to experience and realize that it is all about love. Now, that doesn't mean to say that you put up with abuse of others and, you know, you allow yourself to, um, you know, be hurt or abused. But, you know, love is definitely the vibration that's there. And fear is definitely something that. Um, all of us experience. We we have tremendous fears in our life, um, and when you are when you realize, and in my case, after 27 years that I was in such an abusive situation, there's extreme fear in leaving. You know, you know that your choice to leave is going to have serious repercussions for so many people that you know you are um, connected with you know, family and friends, not to even just mention yourself, it's going to have huge repercussions. There's a lot of fear. In fact, abusers um, do whatever they can to keep the chaos going and keep you in a fear mode. Like, for example, I filed for divorce in 2013 and my ex-husband is still taking me back to court and trying to instill this fear and, um, and, and trying to, um, He's just obsessed, you know, he won't even let go, even though both of us have supposedly moved on. Um, Is it a control issue? There, just a little bit. Yeah, (laughs) just a little bit. But, you know, but there there's I have gone, though, from from being fearful because you're afraid to speak up. You're afraid that you're going to be slapped with another lawsuit or you're going to lose everything. I mean, they want you destroyed. They actually want you dead. A lot of these people, you know, want you physically dead. And even then they'll keep that narrative going. But I really believe that I have gone from a fear state to a fearless state. And, And a lot of that has to do with Um, Staying true to my core values of love, honesty, compassion, goodness, forgiveness. And and so, but it's a process. You know, it just doesn't happen overnight. And I think knowledge is power. 
And that's why, you know, I've been committed to writing these books, like my latest four book series is called True Deceit, False Love, where I'm bringing awareness to domestic violence, narcissistic abuse, parental alienation. And actually now I'm bringing awareness to intergenerational family trauma. Because, you know, you have to look within yourself, too, as to why you chose the path that you did and the, and the relationships that you did. And in, in looking inward, in doing the shadow work, looking within ourselves, we find that lots of times we have experienced childhood traumas or core wounds that have impacted the decisions that we have made. And we need to come to terms with that. And you know, one way to stop the abuse cycle is to stop the abuse cycle, to just say, I no longer will tolerate this. I value myself and love myself, you know, and I need to honor myself. And so sometimes it's very hard, but you need to let go or release toxic, you know, individuals that are just not serving you well, um, whether it be family members or friends or uh, work relationships, whatever the situation is for your own, you know, story, when you when you let go of some of the, the negativity, it makes room in your life for more positive experiences and some beautiful people to come into your life. You know, it's amazing that you say that <laughs> because your, your story and mine are, are actually frightfully similar in in that uh, when my wife left, uh, she took everybody. All the friends that I had, all the couple friends that we had, they all sided with her for whatever reason. And so there was nobody. And I also had a garage sale. Oh, wow. And my experience was different than you. <laughs> because it was like I had built by, I had spent my life. I want you to people to picture this. You spend your life building a life. You, all your belongings, your home, everything. Well, I had to sell my house, so I had to have a garage sale. And then people would come and they would, you know, take things that I knew how much I spent for them, and they would offer me a dollar right. or a, a dollar fifty for them. And it was such a painful experience. And with all my friends going away, and I was here by myself doing this garage sale, and it, and it. it but at the same time, at the end of the day, looking through it, all that had to happen. Yes, it did. And actually, you know, there's a reason for all of that. And realize that when your ex-wife took all the friends and support systems and joint, you know, the joint relationships, she had been working on that with a smear campaign for years and years and years. How did you know that? Because they all follow the same playbook. All these abusers, whether it's women or men, they follow the same playbook. They, they seek you out. So you were actually, Kevin, chosen before you even married her because she, she knew Okay, you would be someone that she could love bomb and you could connect with and you would provide for her and do all that. And, you know, you had your life together, but they from day one are already setting you up for a discard, whether it's you leaving or they leaving. It doesn't really matter. The relationship will end. But but these abusers, 
have already done what's called a smear campaign. And all these neighbors and friends and coworkers and even family members can be flying monkeys for these abusers. So, so they, they're predators. These people are predators. They have a real condition. It's, it's oftentimes never diagnosed because they are people that believe they are superior to others. They're above the law. They're, you know, the rules don't apply to them. So, so really it wasn't that just all of a sudden you lost the friends and neighbors and, and connections that had been, you know, in the works for years and years and years. And actually for you to experience that and survive that, you are one of the lucky chosen ones. So, because, you know, these, these negative abusive people, actually, you know, could be brought into our lives for a reason. We might have even had a soul contract with them to experience what devastating loss it feels like so that we can have this human experience. And so the, the people, the negative people in our lives can actually be the biggest blessings because without seeing all the dark, you can't appreciate the light as much and you move closer and closer to your own fulfillment, your own self-actualization. So, so really it's a devastating thing to go through. Don't get me wrong, especially when you lose children, you know, to alienation, but at the same time, it's almost like you are being given a gift and the gift is to self-actualize and put the pieces of the puzzle together. And your life is so much better now than, than it was. But it, it's definitely a hard thing to go through. And, and losing your belongings are you know, very devastating. We put a lot of emphasis into material possessions and you know, air, family heirlooms or photographs and that kind of thing. But like you said, at the end of the day, it didn't really matter. And at the end of the day, when we, you know, eventually go to another energy realm, when we leave this earthly plane, we're not taking all that crap with us. No, no. And, and nor, nor should we. And, you know, it's interesting, excuse me, it's interesting that you say that because uh, my situation, my circumstance was there was this guy and I worked with him 10 years before he was introduced to my wife. And he was not a very nice human being. His wife was lovely. She was adorable. They had a couple of kids. He left her. He got together with somebody else. He left them and in shambles. And he was not a very nice guy. Well, fast forward, they ended up at the same gym together. Well, I was doing my radio show uh, in 2003. And uh, they ended up having politely, we'll call it a, a uh, encounter, or several, or many, and uh, and he ended up living at my best friend's house, who then they left, and so everybody was gone. Everybody in my life was just completely gone. And you know why? To open up the space so that I could do what I do now. I'm happier than I've ever been in my entire life. I've got people who care. I've got wonderful human beings that surround me, and that was all by, in my opinion, all by design from above. Definitely. And, you know, sometimes these abusers deserve 
other abusers and they have to work out their own karma and their own situation, but you were freed from that. Yes. And so you've got so much to be grateful for. And I myself, even with all the losses that I have had, I have gained so much and believe that I am living my absolute best life now. You, you are. You live in the Caribbean, for heaven's sake. I do. I love it. Yeah, I retired here um, close to three years ago after being um, spending my entire life in the Chicago suburbs. Um, I was a high school teacher for 35 years and an adjunct professor for 12 years at Northern Illinois University. And, um, you know, now being an author and living in the Caribbean and just enjoying the ocean and the, you know, God's beautiful nature. I, I just feel like I was meant to be here. And, and so good things really can come out of bad things. And, and by the way, we're talking to Dr. Marnie Hill Fonerero. I, that's reasonably close. <laughs> and and uh, um, uh, she's got a website that I'd love you to go to. And the website is www.godcametomygaragesale.com. And you can go there and it lists all of her books. I invite you to go look at her books. She's got um, um, praise from people like Dr. Redfield and others and uh, the work that she's done. That had to be very interesting for you when um, when he uh, gave you that that review and, and stuff and you got to meet him. What kind of an individual is he like? He's he's pretty special, isn't he? Yes, he is. Yes, it was a, it was an honor. Um, you know, I had been following his his work for years. In fact, you know, many in my generation read the Celestine Prophecy, the Tenth Insight. You know, even watched the movie. Um, but yeah, he you know he doesn't normally endorse people because he he's very um, busy even right now touring the nation with his Celestine vision. He's got a lot of projects that he continues. Um, and he's making such an impact in, in getting people to think about the bigger meanings in life. But I, I was fortunate to meet him um, at the Infinity Center in uh, Highland Park, Illinois, and um, just really connected with him and um, was, was letting him know that I had just written this spiritual fiction, God came to my garage sale, and, and his work is spiritual fiction as well. And, you know, he thanked me for my, you know, interest in talking with him, but, you know, he was kind of busy. He says he doesn't really endorse people. But I, I said, well, please just take, take my manuscript and, you know, just enjoy it. If you have time, you want to flip through it. And it wasn't too much longer that he contacted me and gave me so much praise and said he really wanted to support my work. And so he gave me an endorsement, which um, has been life changing. So, you know, and, and I also got the endorsements from um, Diane Willis, who is the founding director of the Chicago IONS, IONS standing for International Association for Near-Death Studies. And Barbara Bartolome from Santa Barbara, California, she actually wrote the foreword 
to God came to my garage sale. And then I also, you know, one of one of the things when you're doing research, exploring spirituality, you look into psychic mediums and, you know, you've got to be discerning with that. Um, but there certainly are people that have some significant gifts. And so I had some amazing psychic mediums that, um, that supported my work. So um, Thomas John, um, Lisa Williams, Christopher Stiller, Michelle Motherella Piper, um, and Lee. So uh, there's many people that have seen the value in, in this kind of approach to a book where it might not reach, you know, um, an audience that Normally, like they wouldn't look into near-death experiences or true accounts or something like that. But a spiritual fiction, you know, a pretty easy book to read would be something that might be interesting to them and a message can still get across, um, but, but in a different way, trying to reach an audience through the stories. Absolutely. And by the way, if you're listening to this show right now and you're going through a crossroads in your own life, if things appear to be um, not good and not getting better, um, I would implore you to give us a call so you can talk to Dr. Marnie and she can maybe give you some insights and some help that can maybe, and perhaps a direction that you can take to get through this particular period because I promise you that what's on the other side will be much better than what you are dealing with today. So if that is you, and you're saying, how does he know that? Because um, it, it happens to all of us. But if that is you at this particular moment in time, I would love for you to give us a call. And so you could talk to Dr. Marnie. And that number is 425-373-5527 or 888-298-5569. If you feel the need, if you feel the desire, if you feel lost, give us a call. We would love to help you. That's why we're here. That's why I do this show. That's why I bring Dr. Marnie in and, and, and others like her because it is the most satisfying act I can do in my entire life, with or without my clothes on. So that's the coolest thing to be able to do that. I hope that, that Nathan doesn't yell at me for that. But anyway, uh, so it's as long Dr. as you're Marnie. not here in the studio. <laughs> that's exactly right. That's exactly right. So, so. Where do you go from here? You are doing the work that you've always wanted to do. What's next for you? Well, I've just been invited um, to go on kind of a speaking circuit with um, a number of different summits to talk about spirituality, to talk about writing, the process of writing, as well as talking about how to survive and overcome you know, family traumas. And so, you know, I'm going in a lot of directions with that. You know, it's really now that that, you know, the books have done very well. I'm um, I, I have five anthology books that I've contributed to and I've got a new one that I'm, I'm getting involved with, which I'm very excited about. Um, but, you know, just. I just kind of like if something comes to me and if it seems interesting, I will I will pursue it. But at the same time, I think it's very important to live your life too. You know, I'm retired. And so 
I'm really doing this just as a passion. Um, it's, it's very healing for me to spread awareness and to open lines of communication and to write. Um, and it seems to be benefiting a lot of other people. So, you know, I just keep going. But I also take time to enjoy the, the beautiful surroundings that I live in. And, um, you know, so that's what I'm doing. I, I'm currently working on a fourth book of poetry, part of the True Deceit False Love series. So the first book is out. It was out in September. Um, it's, it's called True Deceit False Love. 15,555 terms and phrases on domestic violence, narcissistic <laughs> abuse, and parental alienation. I mean, it's a lot, a lot of terms. Um, you know, this, this was endorsed by Jennifer Harmon and Dr. Sam Batkin and Lisa Romano, Tracy Malone, Tamara Sweeney, some very, you know, famous, um, but more importantly, influencers in the abuse recovery community. So um, that book is already out. And then my next two books, books two and three, um, are at the publisher right now. I'm published with Balboa Press, which is a division of Hay House. And um, so those two books will be coming out in the next week or two. And the first one is an acrostic poetry book loaded with information, facts, and emotional responses to these, you know, traumas. And then the third book is a survivor's workbook. So those of your listeners that might be fearful and not want to call in, you know, and share their personal story or ask the question, they could pick up the True Deceit False Love series and they would have a framework to help them work through some of the emotions and experiences that they have gone through. So I guess on the horizon, in addition to the speaking summits, um, and I've been invited to speak on a number of radio, TV, podcast shows, um, I'm continuing to do my own free verse poetry writing, which is just very, very exciting for me. I just love words. I love, I love, um, you know, playing around with them and making them, um, have meaning and, you know, achieving something with, uh, you know, putting something, some order to, to what I'm experiencing. Are you noticing that since you are now clearly, very clearly following your passion and, and living your, with your heart wide open and moving and living every day to its fullest, are you noticing that you're busier now than you were when you were working? <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't know. I wouldn't say that because, you know, I, yeah, I was married for 27 years and I was busy raising a family. I was teaching full time, teaching graduate school, tutoring. And then I had my own interests and volunteer work. So I was I was busy at that time, too. And actually, you know, when you're younger, a, you know, a young mom and that kind of experience, you're almost proud of how busy you are, you know, and and um, but so I'm I'm busy in a different way now. It's like now I really can pick and choose what I want to do, when I want to do it, and who I want to do it with. That's a, that's a beautiful part of being a little older and being able to be retired, and you get to pick and choose what you want to do. And I choose to talk to people like you, who is Dr. Marnie Hill Fodorero, and the, hey, I did that well. And the yes, book, you did. <clears throat> and the book is entitled God came to my garage sale and you can go to the her website of the same name 
www.godcametomygaragesale.com, and you can get all the information about her and uh, the, all of the books that she's done. You can even contact her. And if you've had a question or if you'd like some of her to answer something for you, uh, you can you can do that as well. So um, it's it's awesome awesome to have you here. And if if you know, I want I wanted to touch bases with you though. You, you the book that has the 15, 15,000 phrases that that abusers used. Is there any particular ones that you any particular favorites that you have? You know, I think they're all pretty significant, even though it's a large number of terms and phrases, and there are many variations of the words. For example, you can have the word um, brainwashed, because um, that's alienators will brainwash the young adult children. But the, the person doing the brainwashing is called a brainwasher. You know, um, so there's there's different tenses to the different words, and I wanted to put them all in there because you know people when they're when they're starting to do the research to understand what they have gone through, because it, it it's it's a shock, you know, and you and really one way to cope is to try to figure out, do some research about, you know, what are some of the red flags and the signs and synchronicities, and and what are some of the the behaviors to be on the lookout for, or what have you experienced? You know, um, then you kind of do your own research and you kind of put the pieces of the puzzle together. But, um, you know, so, so there, and there are so many words, like even though that book is done and complete, every single day there's new verbiage being created um, regarding abuse of others. So, you know, um, it's just bringing awareness to, to anything and everything associated with, you know, trying to survive this type of family trauma. Why do you think it is that people become abusers? Is it, is it generational? Is it because they're not they're not living their full life. I, I, I can't put my finger on it because I'm pretty open book and I don't subscribe to being an abuser or trying to take advantage of people and stuff. I try and tell the truth all the time and be honest and stuff. But, and I, so it doesn't enter my consciousness that there are people out there that are connivers and are, are looking for different outcomes and they're trying to manipulate things and all that kind of stuff. What, what causes people to do that? Do you think, you know, that is such a, a good question. And, you know, because we are loving empaths and good people, good, honest people, that are compassionate. We and we don't think like a criminal. We're not a criminal. We don't think like a criminal. Um, we would never think of harming another person. But the reality is, as those people seek us out, and you know, you ask like, what makes them that way? Well, first of all, they're extremely inadequate people. Oh. They have to bolster themselves up. To, you know, lots of times these people are CEOs of companies or leaders in their communities somehow. And, and so they, they need to have a following. They need to, they need that um, external validation. They don't have an internal compass where they can, um, you know, do good just for the reason for doing good you know they are constantly manipulating money and and 
documents and relationships and that to try to keep bolstering themselves up. They're very inadequate people. They're, they're actually very, they've got a condition. Um, you know, not that I'm into labeling people and there's many different labels you can have there, but the bottom line is, you know, that they have had, most likely they have had some other core wound, like all of us have childhood issues or core wounds, but theirs were so severe that they kind of grew up with the goal that I'm going to achieve this and do this, and I'm going to find a spouse that does this and acts this way and will put up with a lot. And, you know, someone who I can, you know, mold them, you know, they'll gaslight you to believe that you're not good enough or, you know, you're confused or whatever, even though you can be an extremely intelligent person, you know, they, they mold you over the years um, to make you doubt your own self-worth. And, and then when they couple that with the isolation and then the financial abuse or sexual abuse or um, definitely emotional and physical abuse, you know, they, they, they feel powerful. These people believe that they're above the law. They believe that the rules don't apply to them. And, you know, the only way they can validate themselves is by putting this fake persona out there to the public. You know, they have this public image that they will do anything and everything to try to uphold. That's why in my books, The True Deceit, False Love, there's a visual of an abuser with a mask on his face um, and then the mask slipping because these people eventually can't keep up the charade, you know, they, they do for years and years. I mean, we've been snowed for years, um, but our light bulb moments happen because we're paying attention when their mask slips and they confess to some pretty bad wrongdoings or illegal activities or, or just really bad behavior. And, and when we are finally at a point where we can stop and pay attention, then we can start moving towards, you know, living a healthier, happier life and making some better decisions for ourselves. So to, so to answer your question, they are very, you know, these, these people, you know, are very damaged people from, and they'll go on to say, oh, I had a perfect childhood. My dad was perfect. He never hit me or my mother was never depressed when really that's so far from the truth you know, that they really were themselves victims. But, you know, that's part of their life journey. You know, they may have been in a different lifetime, a very loving, empathetic person, but they wanted to experience what it was like to be on the other end of the abuse. So they became abusers. You know, it's interesting. For a moment there, I thought you were talking about presidential politics, but uh, we're, we won't, we won't go down that road but uh, well but in, in talking about that you know without uh -oh. talking about it uh, <laughs> directly you know there's so much corruption and deceit and dishonesty and there's not a lot of justice at times we you know so much of us can feel like what's going on here this just doesn't make sense and it's very similar to surviving a, a domestic violence situation because you are shocked that you know that bad people get away with what they're doing and and that justice doesn't always prevail but you know what i believe kevin i believe that goodness and love 
always prevails. It may take years and years. It may not even happen in this lifetime. You know, our awareness, you know, might not come until later on in our lives. I'm in my 60s. So, you know, it, it, it's a process. It's definitely a process. But I believe that the truth eventually comes out and, and goodness does prevail. And I believe that as energetic, loving, spiritual beings that, that, you know, God has our back and, um, you know, it's all, it's all meant to be the way it is, is playing out. And, and if we can survive it, you know, um, we're, we're that much better off. I, and you know, we were talking about near death, near death experiences earlier. And, and to a person, most of the people that have had those are like, I don't really want to go back. I'm, I'm really pretty happy here. This is pretty cool. And, uh, but a lot, they all, they all come back and they, and their lives are changed by, by the experiences that they've had. And so it's, it's fun to think about the fact that when that happens for us, and when it's our last day and we get to go to the other side and i say get to because it's a it is a get to um that that things are going all the things that we worry about here all the little it's stuff and the experiences and the and the down all that stuff goes away right none right. of it matters anymore and well, uh, it, and you would be surrounded with love and goodness and light there was a song that uh, by Metallica of all the people that uh, that was resonated with me because I kept hearing it over and over and over and over again. And the, and the title of the song is Nothing Else Matters. And in my opinion, nothing else matters than to take care of each other, to uh, to operate from a loving philosophy, and to and to do good things, and to and to take care of each other. And I'll and that doesn't matter. If that's the bus driver that is taking you to to work, the cashier that's checking you out at the at the checkout stand, the guy who's who's washing your car, be kind to everybody. That's you know there's no other way to be, in my opinion. What do you think? I agree, and I just think even the smallest gestures, you know, by reaching out to people can change their world, and and we all need to have much more love and kindness and compassion. And, and that is what makes the world go round. Even though I'm saying that though, you still need to be vigilant and you need to look out for your safety and well-being. And you need to choose, you know, who you surround yourself with. Like you were saying, now you are surrounded with such loving, wonderful people. And you might not have had that if you would have stayed in that situation you were in. Not a friggin' chance in hell would right. that have ever happened. Um, I, I am one of the luckiest people on the planet, in, in my humble opinion, even though we all have our challenges. But uh, sure. I, feel, I feel like I'm one of the luckiest people. And, and one of the things that's really cool about that is I get to pe talk to people like you. I get to talk to people like Nathan, who is sitting there attentively watching, who is who's very, he, he's, he's a very good sounding board for this show. He's a, he's a really good guy. And uh, I just had to say that, Nathan, I don't know why. You're not paying me or anything. <laughs> no, Nathan's great. Nathan's great. But, you know, we're all on a journey. That's we're right. We're all on a journey. And if we choose to handle any adversity or life's challenges with a, a feeling of goodness, love, and compassion, then, then 
we're really moving towards, you know, self-actualization because love dominates, you know, there love dominates. Absolutely. And there's no other way to live in, in my opinion. And I'll give you an example. I was a bus driver for 12 years. Have you ever been a bus driver? Ha! It's, it's a very, actually, unique... actually, Kevin, I was a bus driver too. Were you a school bus driver? I was, I was, you know, I taught high school for 35 years and nine of those years I was in an alternative school and I had to get my bus driver's certificate and so I could drive students home. So, you know, I can say that both of us have been bus drivers. Boy, we've had, I, I guess I'm going to have to start writing books because our, our lives are kind of, kind of parallel from. They that, are, that they are. It's pretty, pretty, pretty interesting. By the way, we're talking with uh, Dr. Marnie Hill Fodorero, and you can go to her website, which is www.godcametomygaragesale.com and uh, get the book. It's, it's a fiction, but it's not really a fiction. Oh, no. All fiction actually is grounded in a lot of actual real experiences. So, you know, but it, it is a spiritual fiction and it takes place in a, in a state that I didn't live in, but, you know, with a character that is not me and not all the experiences were ones that I experienced, um, but, but definitely it's, it's an exciting book. It won the 2020 best books award and, you know, it's been featured actually, I'm, I'm hoping it's, I've, I've been contacted a couple of times about um, some- movie? Movie, yes, a movie. I've been contacted awesome. a couple times where where uh, my book would be part of a movie. Um, my book could actually be the life review part of a movie um, where the character starts out and um, has an unfortunate situation, dies somehow, whether it's in a flood because of global warming or something like that. You know, they're trapped in their car or whether they're, their ex-husband did a murder-suicide and, and the character survived. And so my book, that portion would be like a, a near-death experience. And then I, I would love to see the, the movie be where um, the character would go on to spread the word of love and goodness throughout the entire world. And that's how it's all going to change. Yeah. So if you know of any movie producers that are interested, you know, tell them to give me a call. Well, you know, I, I'll add you to my list because on Wednesday we had a young lady who has got a screenplay that is out there and it's been wildly well received when we're trying to get uh, funding for her so that uh, we can get a director and funding so that we can put that up on the silver screen. So I'll add you to the list and we can, we can make it a package deal. Hey, we wonderful. Can, well, you like the title. So the movie could be God came to my garage sale. I think that that would be a great title for, for a movie and, uh, and doing a screenplay like that would be awesome. So, so congratulations. And uh, it's so nice talking to you, by the way, what I'd like to do now is uh, we've got just a couple of moments left. And I would like to be able to tell you to offer you the opportunity. You're on live KKNW 1150 AM radio in Seattle. Please feel free to tell our audience anything you'd like them to know. Well, the audience is, is great. And, you know, I think they're very fortunate that they have found you. 
And what you are doing is, is making a difference in people's lives. And so, you know, they, they've already come to the right place. So that, that's just awesome. Um, you know, I'm so thrilled that our paths crossed. And, and, and then my other message is just, you know, whenever you are faced with challenges and all of us have so much adversity that we have to deal with, you know, step back and, and really reflect, um, you know, on your role in it, on what you can change and what you can't change and just choose to handle it with love and goodness. And that is from Dr. Marnie Hill Fodorero. Go to www.godcametomygaragesale and bought a bunch of stuff. And uh, he actually paid full price, which would be really unique for a garage sale. And uh, uh, so um, godcametomygaragesale.com. Doctor, it's great fun having you here. And by the way, if you want to um, get the replay of this, you can go to my independence report. Uh, dot com or um, positivetalkradio.net. It'll be on both. And I, and also Think Energy. Um, Think Energy, by the way, is a new channel, and it's thinkenergy.fans, and it's got a lot of uh, great content to it. So with that, Doctor, we, we're, and sadly, we're going to have to run, and uh, my closing words would be be kind to each other because, you know, quite frankly, each other's all we got. We'll see you next time on Positive Talk Radio. Thank you.